Welcome to the Golden Belly Bowl Show. This is part of the Super Saturday Sports Show that you can listen to as to keep up to date with all things happening around the rinks in the Golden Valley League. This show airs on a weekly basis on a Saturday morning throughout summer. It's hosted by Golden Valley Bowls expert Brian Nisbet on 1FM Shepherd and Radio. Saturday Sport with Mark Owens. Welcome to the Super Saturday Sports Show. The football is behind us now as we roll into the spring and summer sports programming here at 1FM. And he is back, Brian Nisbet. The Wizlet is Brian Nisbet with the GV Bowl Show for 2022. And he's joined by Ash Williamson from the Shepparton News and off their podcast. Listen for this in season 2022-2023. After the Jack podcast, which is produced by the Shepherd and News, and I believe both you gentlemen are on that podcast. We certainly are, Stats, and thanks for that brilliant introduction. And welcome to the show, my co-host for today, uh, Ashley Williamson. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me. Uh, geez, bowl season comes around quick, doesn't it? Uh, seems like only yesterday we were finishing off season 2021-2022, but we're we're back on deck for 2022-2023. Yeah, and incidentally, uh, I've gone back through the archives and uh, I've missed a few shows, about eight, I think, And but this is show 472, so I'm quite proud of that performance. Uh, in my 25th year on the um, bowls program. Oh, that's a, it's a wonderful achievement, Brian, and I think it just shows the service that you've um, provided in promoting Goulburn Valley Bowls in the region. I, I think I'm yet to crack double figures, so um, but uh, I think you've got us both covered. Yeah, thanks for that, Ash. Um, I enjoyed every moment of it. Uh, we're going to start off the program with um, ra- with some rather sad news, and all bowls will be aware of what's hap- of what's occurred. We've had quite a few uh, deaths in the bowling fraternity, and none bigger than um, Edna Harling, a legend, our first lady legend in the in the Golden Valley Bowls Hall of Fame, which I'm proud to say I was one of the originators with Dave Hardy of that award. Mm-hmm. And uh, Edna was one of the... There's never going to be another Edna Harling. I don't know how long as long as Bowles play, but she... At the, the tender age of 90, she skipped the, the champion of state pennant team up at... I think it was uh, with Swan Hill. Yep, for Shep Park. Yep, for Shep Park. What a what an achievement! Played played the highest division bowls till she's about ninety four. Yep, and lived to one hundred and six, the ripe old age of one hundred and six, and she was still bright as a button. If you um, spoke to her, or interviewed her, yep, she's a real personality. Had a m- mischievous laugh, uh, giggle, and she was the star of the show when she got when she was the first lady to be inducted into the Victorian Bowls Hall of Fame at Bendigo, and I was fortunate enough to go over to that um, night, and she killed them up on the stage. Uh, <laughs> they were all getting up there with walking sticks and walkers and all in and strutted up at 104 and um, and had them all in stitches. Yeah, she certainly um, had, a, had a dry sense of wit until the end and, um, like you said, very sharp in the mind and was quite a, um, I guess you'd say, a semi-regular fixture down at Shepparton Park still um, in her latter years, uh, particularly when the season was launched. Quite often they'd ask Edna to roll the first bowl of the season at Shep Park and, um, yeah, and obviously no no greater um, honour, I think, or recognition than having the, the Division One 
uh, competition. Uh, it's na- now known as the Edna Harling Shield, has been for quite a few years now, and I think that'll be her enduring legacy in Goulburn Valley Bowls in the region. So, um, Vale, Edna Harling. Yeah, well said, Ash. And, uh, yes. Um, and the next um, obituary is Dave Hardy. What can you say about one of the true characters of Lawn Bowls in the Goulburn Murray area? A great ambassador for Bowls, a true friend who will be deeply missed by myself and all his mates. He was genuine, caring, reliable, honest and never let you down. Fond and treasured memories of a great man and a respected and highly regarded Lawn Bowler. Uh, deepest sympathy to his Sintry and family and... Um, I should have said uh, for Redna Harling to Jenny and the family. Um, uh, deepest condolences from all the bowling fraternity. I first met Dave Hardy when I played pennant against him for Easter against Shep Park many years ago. I recall he had a set of Henselite Classic 2 coloured brown bowls. He was a leader in their ones and his bowls were a big drawing bowl. He was just starting out but he had been moving through the ranks and was a promising, determined competitor. We hit it off immediately as um, opponents, and he told me that he was a football panellist at 1FM at their old studio at Central Park Footy Ground. Hence, um, the often referrals to um, the Lemnos or the Shepherd and Swans. Dave was only too happy to come on my GV Bowl show as a guest whenever asked, and he was a very informed player and his popularity as a regular guest and co-host led me, uh, sorry, as a guest, led me to ask him to be my new co-host when Rod still departed the airwaves in 2015. Dave was an obvious choice to replace Stilly and he relished the role, rarely missing a program in his three years on the show. He was renowned for... um, at least once in the program mentoring the Shep Swans and who he delivered fuel to when he worked for Stewie Davison at Shell. Uh, he was a life member and passionate supporter of the um, Shepherd and Swans. I had the pleasure of attending a past players function as Dave's guest one day and thoroughly enjoyed it. In 2016, we, um, with Dave's co- cooperation, um, I got my baby, the GV Hall of Fame, um, up and running. And Dave was my first, as I say, collaborator on this project. And we worked congenially from 2016 to 2022, inducting 20 members, five as legends. And Peter LeSeur was added to our committee and then John O'Donnell. Dave loved memorabilia and his garage is a testament to this and could easily be transformed into Shepparton's first sports museum. <laughs> we haven't got one, but I believe um, it would qualify no, no dra- dramas at all. He also joined me in selecting his top 20 bowlers in the Golden Valley Bowls Association each season, and we would venture out to the Shep News to meet up with Tyler Maher and elaborate on each other's selections. I then had two enjoyable seasons at Shep Park where Dave played and he saw, and I saw him on most occasions when I turned up, he was there. It was like his second home and he loved giving me all the latest bowls news and rumours. If I didn't go up and see him straight away, he'd be, in the, he'd be um, motioning me with his hands that um, he had something to tell me. His <laughs> departure has left a big void 
in GV Bowles and one that will never be replaced, fail Dave Hardy. Yeah, this one sort of hits a bit closer to home for us, Brian. Obviously, our association with Dave is quite in-depth, obviously, through the Golden Valley Bowl show here at 1FM and um, myself being a Shepparton Park member, um, we had a lot of dealings with Dave over the years and, um, you know, his passion for, for bowls in the region and, and um, you know, he was one of the great storytellers, um, whether it was about football or, or, or fuel or, or bowls or whatever it was, he knew a lot of people. He was very well connected, um, loved building relationships with people and he was the sort of person that once you got to know Dave and if he sort of... Um, you were good to him and he, and he would be good to you and then you were mates for life. And, he, you know, you would often hear him say, oh, you know, he'd say the name of a person. He'd say, oh, him and I are close. That was always him and I are close or her and I are close. Um, you know, he felt really connected to a lot of the people that he came across, whether it was in bowls or football. And once, you, once you'd met Dave for the first time and built a rapport with him, you had a friend for life. And um, I think that's going to be one of his great legacies that he'll leave behind is and you know um that sort of sums up the fabric of what lawn bowls is really it is a social game at the end of the day as much as you know dave was a great competitor and he was a was a really good leader um for shepherd and park for quite a number of years but bowls essentially is a very social game and uh, and dave epitomized that he certainly did and uh very remiss of me not to include him as one of the best leaders in the golden valley mm. he could hold his own with anyone and um, sadly, um, I couldn't include him in my top 20, but he was very <laughs> close. And as much as I wanted to put him in, I just couldn't... Uh, he would have been in the top 25, Ash, the <laughs> last couple of seasons. He, he really... He sort of um, improved as he got older, didn't he? Yeah, um you know, certainly when, when Mark Ryan came to Shepparton Park, that was a bit of a turning point for the club in terms of their, their on-rink on success, um, winning the two Division One premierships in a row, and Dave played in the first of those um, and missed the second one. Um, but, you know, um, and then after those two premierships, they made a couple more grand finals, and um, Dave was Mark's re- re- really reliable leader, trusty leader, and um, he swore by having Dave as his leader, really. And um, I know that that Mark thought really high of him as a bowler and as a person, and um, he was a big part of you know why Mark had a lot of success individually and also as you know Shep Park as a whole while he was there as a coach. Certainly, Ash. There's no doubt about that. Uh, okay, well he'll be remembered for very fondly, Dave. There's no doubt. Well, no. Miss our chats each week, um, half an hour to an hour every week, <laughs> and I know you, Tyler Maher, will miss his uh, the chats too. Um, There's a cu- we, couple more that we've lost as well yeah, in the off season, Brian. Am. Yeah, I'm just about to uh, get on to that. Uh, we've lost uh, Ronnie Luca from Stanhope, ex-Vietnam vet. He died about a month ago. He was a valued member of Stanhope Bowling Club. A one-club player and more than a handy Division One bowler. Yes. Who played in every position from lead to skip competitively. He was a character, had a dry sense of humour. He thoroughly enjoyed his game of bowls, but he loved the social side and you wouldn't get a more social club than Stan Hope and he was always there with... Um, they, they stir each other and he was one of their... One of the chief stirrers, he could um, give it, but he could cop it, Ronnie, and uh, we're going to miss him because he was a great competitor and he always made you welcome down there at Stanhope and you knew you were in for um, 
a, a, a tough game when um, when you were playing against Ronnie Luca, no matter what position he was playing. Yeah, certainly, and I know um, you know him and Dave Hardy um, had some really great battles as leads in recent seasons. Um, Ronnie sort of stepped back from skipping or playing third and and became a really reliable leader for Stanhope, just because you know he, he was a really steady draw bowler. Um, and I know that him and Dave used to always reconnect with each other every time Shep Park would play Stanhope and uh, quite often would draw each other. So they'd be chatting away all day and, and putting them really close. So, um, yeah, he'll be a big loss for Stanhope and, a, and a, one of the really good guys in Golden Valley Bowls, Ronnie Luca. Yeah. Well said. So Vale, Ron Luca. And Yaroa and has lost uh, one of their most... Um, Treasured bowlers over there in Lorraine Walters, a truly wonderful ambassador for the Yaroa Bowls Club. Lorraine died about only three or four days ago. She always made every visitor welcome, more than welcome, and, it, and she was a dedicated worker and former ladies president of the club and also served on the Golden Valley Bowls executive for the ladies as well. Um, condolences to Neville Walters and his family. Uh, She'll be sorely missed. They were they living currently. They were currently living in Coabran where they've been for a few years. But Lorraine was also a handy um, bowler as well. I haven't got a any um, CV on a bowling, um, but I may be able to touch on that at a later program. Now a few practice matches on this weekend, Ash. Uh, yep, it's all heating up again. Yeah, lower divisions in midweek and weekend panel will only play twenty one ends. This year, that is uh, Division 5, 6 and 7 in weekend pennant mm-hmm. and 4 and 5 in midweek. And 60 ends constitute a game now in weekend and 45 in midweek. Do, do you think um, that'll be something that'll come across all grades eventually? Because I know most major competitions across Victoria, particularly Metro pennant, just play 21 ends straight through. And um, I can understand the rationale behind the lower divisions doing it in the Goulburn Valley, do you think that's something that will come across the board here eventually? I think so, yeah, for sure. Just, just, just in terms of the timing, I think, you know, in terms of making it a much quicker game um, and not um, not dragging on across the whole afternoon, I think it would be something to seriously consider with the high grades as well. Um, yeah, going forward. Well, apparently the 21 ends has been bring it, uh, brought in because teams have got to travel Alexander, Eildon, Eildon yeah. Yay. You might it'll save a bit. It'll save. Um, it'll mean they'll get home earlier, but the distance won't reduce. No, that's right. And Less drinking time at the club. <laughs> yeah, look, and you know there are those pros and cons with you know each of these situations yes. when you consider something you know change like this. But the other thing as well to think about is um, there's there's also been a rule change where clubs can agree to move starting times forward as well, isn't there? So, it, you yes. know, if you are in a lower division and you're playing at Eildon or Alexandra or wherever it may be, or if they're coming to Shep, um, they could decide to mutually start the game at 11 o'clock or whatever the case may be. Yeah, certainly, that, which is which is a sensible rule, isn't it? And, and, um, and for other grades... Uh, Pennants now starting at one o'clock on a Saturday as well, so yes. that's that's yep. that's brought been brought forward slightly yep. as well. That's right. One o'clock start now. Roll up at twelve forty-five. Yep. And there's some contention last year, or a few contentious issues over turning up to practice, particularly Division One, without mentioning any um, particular clubs. 
but there's no practice allowed for visiting teams at all now. On Saturdays? Yes. On any green? It's in the rule. It's, yep. You turn, your only practice is your trial ends. Okay. Yeah. What, what's brought that on, do you think? Oh, well, a couple of incidents last year. I only read it yesterday, but it's in the, it's in the handbook. Yeah, right. So you can't go and have a roll-up on a Saturday morning? No. All right. That's, it. that's an interesting move. Well, you couldn't before, so it was only in for one year, wasn't it? Well, you could go and practice on the rinks that you weren't playing on that day. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you think it's a case of everyone being punished for the inc- incidents of a few? Could be. Yep. Because I, must... I know it's an important part of a lot yeah. of people's preparation for a game, particularly, um, you know, uh, big Division 1 games. I know yeah. opposition clubs like to go and practice. Well, I guess they can do that during the week, but quite often you'll find if... Um, say you go out to another club on a Friday, by the time you get to the Saturday, the speed of the green can be yeah. totally different because it's been yeah. rolled and, and all that sort of thing. But it's only been in vogue for a couple of seasons, I believe. In fact, it's a while since I've played Division 1, but mm. I, in my history, I can't remember any club coming over and practising on our green before the game. Mm. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess um, it's something clubs will have, just have to adjust to as well as the earlier starting times. But, um, yeah, there's a, certainly a couple of changes there to, to the pennant structure for this this upcoming season. Um, we will touch on the midweek bowls, uh, which did start some of the grades last Tuesday, September 27. Uh, so this is obviously as a result of some of the grades having more teams and to for everyone to play each other twice They've had to start earlier um, and the, um, to, to accommodate the extra number of rounds. So we um, Tuesday pennant divisions two, three, and four started on the Tuesday just gone. In division two, um, and I will say there was obviously a fair bit of rain on Tuesday, so a lot of games didn't actually go ahead. But in division two, the winners were Shep Golf by 11 shots, 13 rink points to three. Kyburn prevailed by 17 over Seymour in a clean sweep, 16-0. And Tally in, di- in the Division 2 competition this year for midweek, won by five over Marupna, 15-1. And Shepparton Park by 21 shots over Marupna Golf, 16-0 in a clean sweep. Tally, an interesting addition into the midweek competition, Brian. I noticed, um, and we, you know, bowls for Tuesday or Saturday is open to men and women, and Tally entering an all-men's side, a bit of an anomaly in the Tuesday pennant comp. What are your thoughts on their addition this year to midweek pennant? Well, they fell in a void in the um, in the competition. They had to get 10 sides, and we all know that, that it's no, no longer a ladies' competition. No. It's, it's open, it's open slaver now, for want of a better word. So uh, there's no ladies at Tally, so it's the only way they could get it comprised of sides. So yeah, I mean they had certainly had um, you know Mick Hanna skipping a rink and Tyson Memmott playing, so they had some quality players there. Uh, it would be interesting to see if they were to win the Division Two competition, whether they'd be interested in playing Division One midweek if they earned. Promotion, I'd say, I'd say definitely. Um, you know, obviously there are quite a number of members at Tally who who don't work, so are available to play on Tuesdays. But whether it's going to be sustainable going forward, I'd I'd, I'd imagine there'll, there'll be quite a lot of chopping and changing depending on availability to their side throughout the the Tuesday yeah, season. Yeah, it's got it's got to be. I'd say there's a few guys could be on leave holidays at the moment. Um, play Tyson, a couple of games. Tyson Memmott works. Yes. And uh, probably a couple of others that played, so... Yeah, yep. Uh, it'll certainly be an interesting watch going forward. Um, 
the Greens, as you mentioned, were exceptionally heavy, but only one game was called off in Division 2, which was Stanhope versus Tat Hilltop at Stanhope. So they'll share the points for Round 1. The best rink in Division 2, John Tucker, Bert Neff, Jen McClure and Bev Myers for Shep Golf. They won by 21 shots in their win against East Shepparton, which proved decisive in an 11-shot overall result. In Division 3, East Shepparton versus Kyabram at East Undercover. That was the only match played, with Kyabram prevailing by 20 shots, 14-2. Greens were closed at all other venues, so that essentially means that that game was a practice game because um, is the rule... Uh, no, you get points now. Do you, okay, so it's another change. That's another change in the rule, I should have... Yes. Um, if the, even if there's only one match played... You get the full match points if you from that game. You get all the points and the others. So, so there's been a few. There's a few changes a, pl- a lot of players will be unaware of. Well, and so this is going to advantage the likes of um, potentially Seymour, Shepparton Park, East Shepparton, who can essentially get on in any weather at all, really, because of True. their undercover or synthetic greens. How, how do you think other clubs will respond to that rule change, given that? You know, Shep Park and East Shepparton can essentially play rain, hail or shine. Well, it didn't help East Shepparton last week. I can <laughs> tell you, we played, we lost both our games undercover. Um, but Shep Park, definitely, it's going to be a big advantage. Yeah, yeah, like because that's, uh, if you split the points, it's eight points each. If you get 16, you're gaining eight points on the field every time there's inclement weather, yeah, if, right. if you happen to get up, that's yeah, right. if you've got a home game. And that'll be interesting going forward. Um, in Division 4, only two of the five matches were played. Kyabram defeated East by 15 shots, 14-2 at Kai. And Dookie at home went down by five to Shepparton Park, um, 14 points to two. Greens at Tat, Seymour and Eildon washed out. Um, I just wanted to quickly touch on the Shepparton Park Dookie game. My uncle Barry Williamson played his first pennant game um, for Shepparton Park, and and he said uh, it was quite remarkable. Uh, there was hardly any rain out of Dookie at all, given the, the downpour that we were having in Shepparton. I'm sure the farmers out there, well, they've probably had enough rain. They probably wanted it to hold off. But, um, yeah, they were able to get on, and the Greens weren't too bad at Dookie there, and they were able to get their game of bowls in. So, um, Wild Under Shep Park winning their first Division 4 game, and my Uncle Barry Williamson for his first pennant game. Yeah, I played against Barry and uh, Greg last week and um barry's quite a promising um bowler he's only in his second year i think he played yeah just sort of night pennant at chet park to yeah. sort of get a taste for it and he started playing uh, actual pennant this year so um yeah i'm sure he'll be improving all the time and it's great to see him uh, getting into the game of bowls i'm sure we'll see team williamson playing in the triple somewhere <laughs> very soon yeah I, I hope to be able to have a game with uh, dad and and uncle barry at some stage very good. Weekend pennant uh, starts today for Div 5, which uh, has 10, 10 teams in that division. Uh, have we got any? Yes, we've got the, the games. Alexandra versus Tat Hilltop, Brian. You said Alexandra won Division 6 South last season and you're tipping them to prevail at home? Yes. Uh, t- always a tough road trip. Colburn Abbott hosting East Shepparton, your mob. Colbo at home again, usually pretty hard to beat over there. Dookie at home against Seymour VRI. You're tipping the away side here, Brian. Seymour VRI. Yeah, Seymour VRI. They're, they're pretty strong. Club. You, you, you tip them to be one of the contenders at the end of the season too. Yes. Um, Eildon at home to Murchison. Uh, you're going 
Yildon narrowly at home. Yeah, that'll be the match of the day. Yeah, is um, is that Murch's top side? Yeah, they've only got one team. Yep, Um, and Merrigan hosting Marupna Golf. Uh, Lee Wakenshaw's rink, you think, will be the difference with Marupna Golf getting the chocolates. Yeah, he's a a quality player, Lee Wakenshaw, and his wife's pretty handy. Chantel, yep. Chantel, and you've got Graham and um, Gail... Gail McEwen, they're good players. They're handy players too. I mean, I think they should be playing in a higher division, but um, the four of them, but oh. I know they're going to be. They won't lose more than one rink for the year. I don't believe that that team. One rink for the year. Their team. Oh yes, yep. yep. Yeah. Um, I think Marupna Golf and Seymour VRI. Just looking at that division, will be the two standouts that we'll probably be talking about at the end of the Division Five season. For sure. What do you want to do, Brian? Do you want to have a break before we oh, go into yeah, Division 1? Our sponsors are waiting to get a bit of exposure. No worries. Great to have you back, Brian, on the Bowl Show. Great to have Ash Williamson in the studios as well. We'll be back after this word from our sponsors. You're listening to the GB Bowl Show on your Saturday morning. You know the garden could do with a makeover, so what are you waiting for? Cleves Garden Supplies have got everything you need to get the job done, and they're open seven days a week. Coloured mulches, decorative pebbles, river stones, crushed rocks, sands, gravel, sleepers, topsoils, pavers, you name it, they've got it. They'll deliver small loads and big loads straight to your door. Drop in and see them at 20 Wanganui Road, Shepparton, or give them a call. 58212 That's 58212 1FM Sponsor. Station sponsors McNamara Real Estate are now servicing the entire Goulburn Valley area. Our proud local family-run business is pleased to offer you a comprehensive service that comes with decades of local real estate experience between our team and is the region's best value agency, offering the area's only all-inclusive cap price commission rates. That's right, cap price commission. So if you're considering selling your home, please contact McNamara Real Estate on 5831 6405. That's 5831 6405. Or visit us at McNamaraRealEstate.com.au. Shepard and Scooters and Mobility are registered with the National Disability Insurance Scheme. We can help you to understand your entitlements under the scheme and assist you in working through the process in acquiring the assistive technology that supports you, your family or clients that may need. With all of the leading brands and the advantage of national buying power, you can shop with confidence knowing that you're getting the best products at the right prices. Call us to inquire on 5831 7317 or visit our website shepherdandscootersandmobility.com.au 1FM sponsor. You're tuned to Super Saturday Sport on 1FM, your one-stop for all your sports news. Welcome back to the GB Bowl Show on your Saturday morning edition one for season 2022 2023. Got Brian Nisbet in the studio with Ash Williamson from the Shepparton News, of course. Not forgetting they got their After the Jack podcast on the Shepparton News. Tune into that throughout the season. Thanks, Stats. Welcome back, uh, listeners. GB Bowl Show. Uh, starting from the top. Um, looking ahead in Division yeah, 1, yeah. Division. Well, this would be Division 1. We're discussing Division 1's um, player changes, gains and losses. Tally last season's premiers have gained Jeff France from East Shepparton. Their losses, uh, significant ones in Liam Crapper and Matt Robertson, both going to South Bendigo. I also think they've picked up Shane McIntosh as well from East Yeah, Shepparton. I don't know whether Shane's going to play. That's why I didn't put him in as a... Yeah. But he's definitely moved. Yeah. He's moved there and he's a very handy... Um, 
player he filled in in every division, I reckon, for East last year, or just about. Yeah, look, um, his unavailability's been a bit up and down in, in recent years, so whether he fits into Tally's overall mix remains to be seen. But certainly, uh, Tally will be thereabouts again, I think, with, um, you know, they have probably lost, I'd say, the hero of their premiership success last year in Liam Crapper, and, you know, who could forget his... His, his rink victory against Brad Orr in the grand final last year, which was crucial in them delivering them the Holy Grail. Um, and, and Matt Robinson as well, both of them heading to, to South Bendigo. Jeff Franz um, partly covers those losses, I think, but just sort of looking at their overall mix, I think Crapper's a huge loss. And, and Matt Robinson was really important in shoring up David Dawes's rink about halfway through last season when that rink was struggling. So he'll be another big hole um, to fill. And um, obviously with their Division 3 also winning the Premiership, um, they're moving up to Division 2. So that gap's close, um, closed between their first and second side. So that might improve their depth a little bit. Um, sort of looking at maybe some people that can push up from their second side into the Division 1. Someone like David Turkovic is is an option who's um, really impressed uh, at potentially as a leader in Division 1. He might get an opportunity early on. Um, to me, there may be just a skip and a third short on last year. And I think um, we'll, we'll touch on some of the other sides. They're probably having got um, the most well-rounded 16 of everyone else in the competition, but certainly they're going to be in that top three mix for mine. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, their, their skips will probably be uh, David Dawes, Mark Ryan, Mitch Sidebottom, and Jeff Franz, I'd say, um, or Joey Lear. He could be that fourth skip as well. Um, but I know that um, he formed a really good combination, Joey, with Mitch Sidebottom last year as his third, so whether they keep that rink the same. But then when you start to look at their thirds, and obviously losing Robertson takes away one of those thirds. So, um, you know, then you're looking at, say, someone like Kyle Pugh to play third. Um, it could be Rod Still as well. Mick Hanna. Mick Hanna, yep. Um, Guy Madigan might be someone that they look to push up this year from a lead spot who's coming along really well. But there is going to be quite a, a fair bit of change to their combinations this year and how they adjust to that early on in the season will be um, crucial in determining their how they go with their premiership defence. Yeah, and they've had a bit of a setback with their green out there. It hasn't been... They haven't been able to practice on it. Yeah. All the wet weather that we've had. Uh, well, Shep Park haven't played on theirs either. As a, no. So... Um, and, and they're playing a practice game against Yarra Glen today at Shep Park um, for that reason, but just because they haven't been able to get on and prepare their greens. And I guess that's one of the drawbacks of only having one green out there. Um, if it's out of action, you've got nowhere to go, really. Um, so, yeah, th and, you know, their home rink, you like to turn that into a bit of a fortress, but with that lack of preparation, it'll be interesting to see how they start the season. Certainly will be, Ash. Uh, Shepherd and Gold. I've got Tally. To, I'm predicting they'll finish second this season. Yep. Okay. I've got Shep Golf. Uh, they're my uh, favourites. Their gains. Alan Dove, Yarrow for Footscray, has played in a winning triple, state triples with uh, um, Wayne Roberts. Wayne Roberts. Thanks yep. for that. Um, from Yarrow for Footscray and in a state fours, they've won both. Yep. Uh, Brett Gunning from Maroopna, a bit of a surprise. Inclusion. After the last season, he started at, uh, he went from Tally to America Golf, and then after half a season, he joined Marupna. I think he's giving you, trying to give your record a nudge, Brian, oh, a collecting club shirts. I'm glad someone else is in the run. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I think he's. I think his last three years, he's had he's four ha- clubs. He's held the mantle, mate. He's created history. Yep. Well done, Gunner. And um, big inclusion for Shep Golf, though. Yeah, big inclusion. Um, well, he's a quality player. I believe he'll skip. There's no doubt. He'll yep. skip out at uh, golf, in my yep. my humble opinion. Any other inclusions? Yeah, John Wayne and Tim Gribble. Yep. And Matt O'Connor from East Shep. Okay. And another one collecting a few few club shirts, but it, 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 he'll add a, to their depth, yep. He's got a few shirts. He had a crack at RSL and Delhi and... East. East and Shep Gold. Park. Shep Park. Shep Park. He's got as many as me, mate. He's, <laughs> he's moved up. Losses, uh, Connor Truant's gone to Kai as bowls coordinator. Mm-hmm. And Graham Myers, Graham Silky Myers, uh, gone to Shep Park. And he'll be a valuable acquisition there. Both players will be valuable acquisitions of their new club. Yeah, look, I think um, the, the late addition of, of Brett Gunning's the, the missing key um, for me for Shep Golf. Um, sort of looking at their skips, three of them are quite self-explanatory. I think um, Brad Orr, the coach, Brett, new coach, Brett Foley, and John Gribble returning to the club. Um, they were probably missing that fourth skip. It could have been John Stokes or Chris Ferguson or Brad Robinson. But you get gunning back now, that sort of shores up, I think, that fourth skipper's spot, which means your, your thirds now are really high-quality thirds. Alan Dove will probably play third, I think, in one of those rinks. Um, you've got Ferguson and Stokes um, and Robinson as well. So you've got really good depth in your skips and third positions. Um, and I think they'll be the team to beat just with uh, those couple of key additions. Uh, Matty O'Connor's an interesting one. Whether he fits in their division side immediately, I'm not sure. Uh, and Wayne and Tim Gribble the same. Um, I think that, that you know they'll probably be around the mark. But I think with the established side that they had last year, they weren't far off it. Obviously, going for seven in a row, I think it was. Um, and then a the couple of additions with John Gribble and Brett Gunning back. They're the ones to beat. Oh yeah, for sure. No, no. And 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 Alan Dove obviously brings a hell of a lot of. Oh, sorry, pardon. Um, experience, premier experience with Yarraville Footscray. You know, um, skipping and playing third in recent seasons, and he's moved to the area. Shep Golf obviously were quick to swoop on him, and he'll be a great addition to the Golden Valley Bowls competition. Yeah, I don't think. Well, Brett Foley's been um, a very successful coach at Altona. Mm. I, I did uh, view the match when they defeated Melbourne and he was he was best on the ground and he was the coach as well so he's got the credentials and and, and the professionalism and that's been a hallmark I think of Shepherd and Golf's dynasty in re- in recent seasons under Brad Orr is the way that they approach the game and um, their, their tactical side of things their practice routines and structures and things like that I think Brett Foley will certainly maintain that and, and possibly take it to another level as well, having had that Premier League experience. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Tad Hilltop gains nil in um, to what I've heard. Okay. Their losses, David, Josh, Jake and uh, Olivia Cartwright. Mm-hmm. And David Townsend's gone to Coabram. Yeah, well, he's sort of um, followed David Cartwright around a little bit um, and following them back to Coabram. Uh, interesting to Tura Hilltop. I'm not sure to sure where they sort of sit in the pecking order. I, I sort of have them competing for fourth spot. Yeah. Um, obviously, having not gained anyone that we've heard of at this stage, you know, they've still got... Um, some good players in the mix there. Brendan Boyd, Nick Boyd, Peter Lasseur, Jason Carter, which is obviously heavily TAT-influenced. Um, they'd be hoping 
to maybe bring through a few new people. I'll have to find some new guys to put in the side, given the Cartwrights and Townsend have gone. So uh, they'll be an interesting watch early in the season just to see who their, what their combinations are, the new sort of blood that they inject into the Division 1 side to see uh, whether they can return to finals. And uh, Olivia Cartwright's actually uh, going to Moama. Which will be an invaluable experience for her with the likes of Kevin Anderson coordinating the show there and Alex Marshall, the best bowler in the world, playing pennant there this season. So no doubt she'll uh, she'll gain a lot of experience uh, at Moama this season in the Bendigo comp. And, um, yeah, it'd be great if she gets in Alex Marshall's rink. Yes. Um, um, Jacob Brighton, I believe, will may play with him. He's only 13, and what do you learn from... Uh, he played with the two Cromies last year, only yes. um, youngsters. From Yarrawonga, yep. Yes, down at uh, Deer Park. So they'll, he'll go... Both those players will gain so much, it'll be unbelievable. Where, where do you have Hilltop finishing? Oh, fifth. Fifth, yeah. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll let you go on with Shep Park now. Yeah, well, uh, we, we overlooked Kai Abram who finished third last year. So their gains are Connor Truon, bowls coordinator from Shep Golf, Brent Rayner, Jeff Beattie from Shep East, David Josh and Jacob Cartwright and David Townsend from Hilltop. Significant gains. Um, have they lost anyone that we know of? Calvin Beacon. Calvin Be- East Shep. East Shep. Yeah, who was sort of in and out of their Division One mix last season. So he's probably heading for more Division One opportunities at East. Certainly the Inns um, are the most significant of any Division One side this off-season, Brian. Well, they've picked up four skippers. So the, I've heard the word that, um, well, that uh, uh, Greg Schilling. Yep. And uh, Robbie George. And Glenn Fields will play third. So, mm. and if they you throw in um, Jockey McInnes, they got four good thirds. Yeah, well, they they were sort of uh, well, Fields, Schilling, and McInnes skipped for Kybram last yeah. year, and they yeah. made the preliminary final. That's my only little concern with Kybram at this, you know, before the season starts, is do they have too many Chiefs and not enough Indians, and will they be able to get the combinations to work for them? Because there are some quite strong personalities. There, um, obviously Connor Truans come in as the bowls coordinator, but you've got Brent Rayner, who's a former coach of East Shepparton, uh, Jeff Beatty, a very experienced bowler, and David Cartwright and his sons back at the club. Um, so he's he's done a lot of moving around yeah. in recent seasons. Well, they'd Brian. have to be the four skippers. I couldn't see any of them playing third on what the word, but I may be wrong. And that, and that's what I mean. There's going to have to be some um, some interesting conversations oh, held sure. prior to round one to try and work out what's going to be best for Kybram because, to me, they've got enough talent on paper to push Shepherd and Golf and Tally. For sure. But if the combinations don't work and um, you're, you're mucking around with them throughout the start and the middle part of the season, that can really set you behind the eight ball. So I've got them finishing third. So I'll buy third. Um, Sorry to admit Guy Abram from the... Yeah, yep. Um, I just want to see how they set up to start the yeah, season yeah. first and see how it works before... Um, you no, know, I agree I, with you. And we could be amending our judgment within four games. Could be. Um, based on how they how they um, put their, their rinks together. Shepparton Park uh, finished fifth last year. Gains are Graham Myers from Shep Golf, who was playing Division 2 at Shep Golf in recent seasons, but will be a Division 1 player at Shep Park. Dylan Hearn, 
who hasn't played for about 10 or so years, um, played in our second... Uh, I reckon it'll be about four years. Okay, it could be, could be, you could be right. But I, I know he played in our second Division One yeah. flag about eight or, eight or nine years ago. Oh, yeah, I reckon he's only been out four, maybe five. He last played for East Shep, so he's an East Shep player. Yep, okay. He won a single, the championship there the last time he played. And then and then didn't play the next Hasn't season. Hasn't played. Yep. Um, Bruce Tully, also from East Shepparton, returning to Shepparton Park. Losses, um, Andrew Morris from Stanhope. Tom Downey as well, who was in our Division 2 side, has gone to Marutna. Um, and Dave Hardy, for obvious reasons, won't be in the mix this year. Where do you have Shep Park sitting, Brian? I think Shep Park will make the four. Fourth? Yep. yep. They picked up two. <coughs> Dylan Hearn's a very good bowler. He, he could... Um, Where does he fit in for uh, you? What well, position do you think? He hasn't played for a while. I'd probably start him off just getting him to play lead. I think. Yep. You've got to replace Dave Hardy. I think your lead's the next most important after your skipper. So yeah. I'd start him off leading and, it'd be, um, and then if one of your thirds is struggling, I'd give him a, a run there. Yeah, look, um, I think the, the big question mark for, for Shep Park going into the season is who are the four skippers going to be? Yep. Um, Paul Nichols returns just in a playing role and he'll be one of the skips. I'd imagine Josh Warren will be one of the, the four skippers as well. I think Dennis Smythe will take a step back. He's recovering from a knee replacement at the moment, so he'll be a question mark to even make the start of the season. Um, and if he does, I dare say it won't be as a skipper. I think his skipping, best skipping days are past him. Mm-hmm. Um, and Paul Warren was the other skipper, and whether he remains as a skipper as well. So potentially they've got to find at least one, maybe two skippers. Um, and... You know, Graham Myers um, probably has indicated he'd like to play third, so he he's yes, out of the picture yep, there. And yep. then Dylan Hearn um, remains to be seen where he sort of slots in as well. I think they're competing for fourth spot. I'm not not a hundred percent sure where we'll sort of fit in. Um, it'll it'll be interesting to see how the rinks fall round one. Dif- difficult start to the season two for Shep Park with Kyber and Tally first two games. So you quickly fall, but if you fall behind Zip and two, you're chasing from then on. Oh, for sure. But I think you'll you'll play one of those games on the carpet. Yes, and that's a oh, that's a fortress for Shep Park. They're gonna they'll be no, I don't care who they play under there. They're gonna be hard to beat. Yeah, well, sort of. I think it probably dropped away a little bit last season. Um, we lost to Tally there. We lost to Shep Golf there. So I think we're probably finding now that it's not as much of an advantage just because we simply don't have the talent to compete with the top sides. Shep Park, Kybram will be up there this year and Tally. So I think um, it probably won't be as much of a fortress. And I think the attitude is still that it gives us the best chance to win. But it hasn't proven so in the last couple of years. Um, Moving on to East Shepparton, Gaines, Calvin Beacon from Kyberham, Les Norton from Shep Golf. They'll be, you think they'll be in the Div 1 mix? Oh, for sure. They'll both play Division 1. Losses. I better take a deep breath. John Wayne and Tim Gribble, Matt O'Connor have all gone to Shep Golf. Brent Rayner and Jeff Beattie to Kai. Jacob Brighton to Moama, as we touched on. Rob Glover's returned to Namurka Golf. Darren Carpenter's returned to Tat Hilltop. So there's an in there for, for Tat Hilltop. Uh, yes. Graham McInnes is moving to Geelong. Jeff Franz to Tally. Daniel Nichols is having the year off. Bruce Tully's returned to Shep Park. And Doug McConaughey has gone to Yaroa. Um, a lot of outs there, Brian. Uh, it's going to be a... Shane McIntosh. Shane McIntosh as well to Tally. Yeah. It's going to be a year of just fighting for survival, I think, for East Shepherd. And would you agree? 
Yeah, well, when you lose your four skippers and probably a couple of thirds, mm. two seconds, two leaders. Yeah. It's, um, they'll be, I just had a look at it prior to, um, during the week and we've got our four leaders from the last game in Division 1. Um, and that's it? Yeah, it was uh, Kenny Martin, Wayne Bovel. Uh, Warren, Warren Bovel. Oh, what do I call him, Wayne? Warren <laughs> Whippet Bovel. Yep. Uh, Gary Lovell. Yep. And who was the other leader? Wasn't Lynn Barber, was it? No, it wasn't Lynn Barber. Oh, Chris Johnson. Yep. And we've only, apart from those four, we've got Graham Barber. Yep. And Don Dickinson. Yep. And Kevin Cox, was he in the ones? No. Got six players. Okay. And that and that's very, very hard to replace. What, what do you think um, East prospects are going beyond this season, you know, obviously if they're, they're looking to avoid relegation this year, I've, I've got them finishing on the bottom. Um, what can they do to possibly inject some more players into the club? Because it would be a shame for East Shepherd and with the new facilities that they have to sort of just peter away in terms of their success, you know, in Division 1. Well, we just have to hope that a few players get a bit disgruntled at their lack of opportunities at, say, the top three clubs for instance, uh, during the season, start of the year. And by Christmas, we might have picked up a couple of players. And I believe... Um, I think you've got to go out Jeff, and chase them. Yeah. yeah, well, Kevin Cox has been um, very busy chasing players. But as you know, they're not easy to get. Shep Park will mm. attest to that. Yes. But um, so I'll, Shep Golf, I believe, will be our saviours and win Division 2. So we'll remain in Division <laughs> 1. Yeah, so that makes it pretty important the year after. I think, you know, there's got to be, um, you know, you've got to try and attract a big fish, I think, that's going to bring a couple of players. Well, the, the outside greens are as good as anywhere around. I still say the Gamby's got the best green, the best carpet. Mm-hmm. They've never had to do anything to it. They've completely, um, they, they did a very professional job. I think it's the same crowd that did East, but... Yep. Whether they had different uh, uh, tradesmen, I don't know. But they've never they've never stretched it. They've never rolled. They've never done anything. Yeah, it's just run sixteen from inception. East the run and very. You've played there yourself. It's yeah. You'd have to say they're pretty good, pretty true carpets. They're, they're running well. Yeah, the indoor ones improved in pace. It's as quick as Shep Parks now. Yeah, yeah. And that was always going to happen over a couple of years. That doesn't mean it's quick. No, it's run about thirteen and a half. I reckon to be honest. Yeah. So where do you where do you have East fitting and and who who are going to be their four skippers in Division One? Uh, well, I'll just I'll say um, Alan Houston. Yeah, Alan Kevin Houston, Cox. Kevin Cox, uh, Graham Barber. Yeah, and I don't know who the other one will be. Yeah, you got them on the bottom. Yeah, if we we'll be lucky. East, you got to. I think they'll have a good battle with Marubna. Yeah. Now they've lost potentially Stanhope. Potentially, yeah, Stanhope. Stanhope at home, though they're, they're hard to beat. Yeah, but you'd, you'd look to get them at home, though. Hopefully, un- undercover. Well, yeah, that's probably a good chance. A good chance to win. The, you couldn't see us win more than a couple of games. Yeah, yeah. We look, might be lucky to win one game. <laughs> Who knows? Looking ahead to Stanhope, their games. Andrew Morris from Shep Park um, and Ron Luca uh, won't be playing. Um, Stanhope, I, I heard in the off-season, were chasing some, a couple of big names, um, potentially the Keenans from Kangaroo Flat, um, but weren't able to land anyone in particular. 
I think they'll be probably um, sort of in that bottom four bracket, uh, given they haven't sort of brought anyone, uh, any others in apart from Andrew Morris from Shep Park, who will add a little bit to them, but they, they need a fair bit more to, to climb up into the top four, I think. Yeah, they do. Jamie Stokes and... Uh and young um, ben Fletcher, Fletcher, Benny yeah. Fletcher. It was good to see them get an opportunity skipping, and I think they did pretty well, really. Yeah. They'll only improve, uh, but they they need experience. Um, see, Jeff Mulcahy's a good bowler. Yeah. He's underrated. He'll probably skip another rink. And uh, Tim Hancock's still Tim there. Tim Hancock, he, they, they had reasonable sort of seasons. Rob Ponton. Rob Ponton, yeah, he's uh, he's underrated. Do, do you think it's, um, it's time for... Um, Ben Fletcher and Jamie Stokes to be given the whole season skipping, oh, like a permanent yeah, crack, just no for the doubt. development. Yeah. They'll skip all year. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. I think um, I think that's sort of where the improvement's going to come from. Um, and if they can attract a couple more, uh, it's interesting. I think Bendigo's probably, or you know, Bendigo, Kybram, that sort of area is a better drawing point for them as opposed to looking for people from Shep. Yeah. Um, so if they can sort of maybe look to that going forward. They can quickly um, climb the ladder, but I have them finishing outside the four. And yeah, last, I agree seven. I'll, I've got them at uh, six. Then, hope sixth. Yeah. And luckily, a lucky last Marutna, new addition to the Division One competition, courtesy of their Division Two premiership success last year. Uh, Tom Downey from Shep Park heads over, looking for Division One opportunities. And they've lost Brett Gunning back to Shep Golf, who was a key architect in them winning the Division Two flag, Brian. So they'd be a little bit disappointed to lose Brett because um, he would have been a big part of them being competitive in Division One. How do you think they'll go? Oh, they're, they're going to struggle, but um, you know they've, they've got, they don't really have to prove a lot, do they? They've won Division Two, hmm. and they won't be expected to play finals. But they'll look. They'll they'll be competitive. They they get every chance to beat Nice in both games, and I think they could beat Stanhope at home. Yep. But they're going to struggle to win any. Is there any other sides you could think they'd upset? They actually don't have they actually don't have a bad record against Shep Park at home on their grass there. So I think that'd be another one that they'd sort of be earmarking. You know, the likes of Darren Kelly and the Anselmies and. Max McKee, you know that they, they do yeah, have all good bowlers. All good bowlers. So um, on their day, they're, they're you know they're certainly and, capable of pulling off an upset. And Bruce Robson come back and bowl exceptionally well last year. So yeah, look, I think against the the, the the cream of the crop, they'll definitely be outmatched. But um, there's certainly opportunities there for them to to stamp their mark on the Division One comp. Yeah, I've got them finishing seventh. Yeah, look, um, I've probably got I've got them in the bottom four, definitely. I think um, you can sort of mix, mix and match um, Stan Open, Marupna there. I think they'll be fighting for that sixth, seventh spot. Very good. Oh. Um, and now I've, now I've got some, um, and just a few commercials here, stats. Uh, tournament's coming up. Shep Park, I've got one on the 21st of the 10th. It's a ladies' tournament. Okay. I didn't bring the flyer in, but you can contact the club. Um It'd be probably at nine thirty start, so um, support that tournament. I'll, I'll have more on it next week. Easter got a a two bowl, two bowl mixed pairs on the thirtieth of October. Yep, two bowl mixed pairs. That's a cutthroat game. No, three bowl. Yeah, three bowl. It is sorry. Yep, three sorry. bowl mixed pairs. Yep. Thanks, Ash. Good to see someone's on the ball early <laughs> in the morning. And on the 14th of October, Friday at 7.30, um, popular comedian singer Rodney Vincent will be appearing at 
the East Shepparton Bowls Club. You should come along, Ash, have a night out, bit of a singing and joke telling. <laughs> you can get up and tell a few jokes and give him a break. I, 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 I maybe it. review last week's grand final in Sydney and yeah, Geelong. Yeah. That was a bit of a joke <laughs> there, Brian. Yeah, it was. Seven p- uh, 7.30 p.m. start, 30 bucks, show and supper. So it'll be a good show. You've got to pay your money but up front and... Um, I think I think Brian uh, come along the, and join the party. Oh, the last couple of weeks, Brian on school holidays. I think I've done enough singing to last me a lifetime with a with a ten month old daughter, Alexandra. Uh, yeah. It's been wiggles nonstop for the last two weeks. So I think I'll give it a miss. I'll tell you what, stats. You know who her father is anyway. She's a dead ringer for Ash, young <laughs> Alexandra. So that's some interesting information for you. No, I certainly you think you'll go today. You're going there in the Golden Square yeah, to play a practice match. We are, that? yeah. It'll be an interesting um, hit out for us. Golden Square have recruited really well with Brad Marin coaching them. So hopefully it's a really good hit out for us leading into the season. It'll be nice to get on some grass greens, Brian, after all the wet weather. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully it holds off in the next couple of weeks because I'm looking forward to the start of the new season. Yeah, well, we could get a shower today. I think it's forecast a few showers. Oh, don't say that, Brian. Oh. <laughs> and. Um, yeah, we've got a practice match against um, East Shep. We're playing, hosting Yamurka today. Ross Higgins will be bringing the boys over. Apparently, they've got 54 players, so we'll be scratching the match in um, numbers, I think. Yeah, okay. But um, they haven't picked any sides yet, so we'll get out there and find out where we're playing. But uh, Ross could be one to target for next year, Brian. Well, he could be. Uh, yeah, if he, if um, things don't end up pan out well at Namurka, he might be one looking... Yeah, I've got to mention our coach too. We've got Donnie Staggart who's playing for Yamurka Town. He'll be there today. Um, he does the greens over there. I don't know where he finds the time to come over and coach, but um, he's been... His um, input and expertise in coaching has been well received at East Shep, and I'd like to commend Don on what he's trying to do there. He probably hasn't got a lot of young talent to work with. Well, us old bowlers are pretty set in our ways, Ash. Yeah, like it's like at Shep Park and that. But if he can, um, if he can pass on, if he can improve some of the bowlers five percent and get them the, to understand their role as a leader, second, third, or skip, which yep. he's been doing, having meetings and that. Um, let's hope we get a um, we can see an improvement because we definitely need. Every bit of help we can get this season. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a tough job coaching bowls, but I'm sure uh, East Shepherd will improve under his guidance. I'm sure we will. And remember, I like to thank Ash for coming in <laughs> first. And um, yeah, his his um, input's been great. Thanks we for having me, Brian. We might even get him back next week. We'll see what he probably won't have time to have both us on. But uh, thanks, Stats, for pressing the right buttons. And remember, until next week. Keep your ball on the right, boys. Thank you there, Brian, and thank you, Ash. Ash, I hate to report to you, but it is rain for Bendigo today. Showers and a top of 18 overcast in Shepherd, and so I just thought you might like to know that. If you have enjoyed the show, then please let us know what you think at our socials. 1FM, Super Saturday Sport on Facebook and Twitter, and tune in from 8am next week to find out more. Till next week, goodbye. <laughs>